Hello and welcome to TXF Financing International Trade. I'm Catherine Morton, Head of Trade, Treasury and Risk at TXF, and I'm joined here today by Matthew Beckett, who's Director of Insurance Placement at Sumitomo Mitsubishi Banking Corporation, SMBC. And we're going to talk today about the issues facing the CPRI market generally, um, and also in the run-up to our conference in London on the 4th of December. Matthew, welcome. Thank you, Catherine. Good morning. Good morning. So just uh, as a bit of context, can you tell me a little bit about SM how SMBC structures its credit risk insurance and, and what sort of risks you cover? Sure. So, um, so for our product, credit insurance is kind of centralised within the bank and centralised to the extent it sits within, the, within distribution functions. Um, so I sit within the loan capital markets team as part of the distribution for credit risk insurance. And within, within the bank here, we have a, a dedicated team servicing all of our assets or origination units, uh, looking to distribute the risk on their behalf. Um, we in London, we do have a, a global remit in that we, we do assist our international hubs, being New York and Singapore, where we also have uh, localised, kind of centralised teams for those, for those geographies. So we are, we are covering all, all manners of different asset classes, that may be from short-term trade finance LCs out to 20-year-plus project finance and most things in between. So we have quite a diversified book of business uh, by tenor, sector, etc., and country. And, and that's, a, that's a portfolio that's been 10-plus years in the making and continues to grow. Oh, sounds interesting. So just in terms of the market in general, how have you seen the appetite and capacity for credit risk insurance changing in the, in the last five years or so? And, and, and do you think there's any capacity problems going forward? Um, I think you actually look from where we were five years ago, the market has certainly grown. There's been lots of new market entrants in terms of new company markets, new uh, Lloyd syndicates operating in this class of business. So and I think that's pretty much developed to meet the demands of the banks who are looking to, to manage their balance sheets, to manage risk accordingly. Uh, we as banks, we need to distribute risk. We, we, and we want to originate more than perhaps what we can keep clean on our books. So I think the, the, the appetite from the, the credit risk insurers is, is, is pretty much matching what banks are requiring. I think the, the, insurers, the insurance market is aware of where banks' needs are, where their where their touch points are, where their pinch points are, um, and as a rule, you know the, the capacity overall has increased markedly. I would say perhaps in the in the, the in more recently, maybe the last year, eighteen months, perhaps we've seen that plateau a little bit, uh, and maybe that represents a more a, a maturity of the market. You know, this is a market that has developed in in, in over ten years, and as, as we see with most markets, they do mature. Um, but I would definitely say you know, risk appetite of insurers is there. It is expanding into different forms of asset class, be that project, project finance for longer term risks. Um, but as a rule, in terms of new capacity, new market entrance, I think that trend of seeing new insurers enter has slowed down. Uh, and often that is part of control mechanisms seen within, within Lloyd's, certain mechanics by which risk is being managed from within Lloyd's. Uh, and perhaps that's affected our asset, asset class. Uh, but as a rule, business continues to be serviced pretty well going forward. And as more banks enter the market and use the product, I anticipate that more capacity would be forthcoming 
albeit not potentially at the growth level we have seen mm. uh, previously. So, I mean, staying with that though, what do you think is the biggest challenge facing the market at the moment? Um, I think there are probably two main challenges. I think the one thing that's at the, at the forefront of most people's minds and considerations is certainly the regulatory environment. There's been lots of lots of papers um, in you know recent recent months or years in terms of the PRA paper um, on on treatment for unfunded credit risk mitigants. One of which is obviously credit risk insurance. Um, so the regulatory environment is changing. I think regulators are becoming more aware of what what banks do in terms of distributing the risk, and that is a good thing. It's creating a very open and transparent conversation. That's on all stakeholders, be that the banks, the insurers. The regulator, the legal counsel, or indeed the brokers are all part of the, the kind of our kind of ecosystem of how we work. So, so I think the regulator environment will always dictate how how we work and how we can work going forward. Um, and that that's a challenge to the extent we're not sure where we may be in terms of certain outcomes and treatments. Um, be that under Basel three implementation or other, but it's or Basel four for that matter. But Certainly, you know that that's in, in most banks' considerations at the moment. Certainly, from speaking to my peers, it's it's a common theme. Um, and I guess the forward view, we don't really know where underwriters' capacities capacities are going to be going forward. Um, you know, we are we work in cycles within banking. Um, so, ironically, 2009-10 financial crisis is probably the making of our market in terms of distributing on an unfunded basis. Um, we. One never knows where there may, could be a next adjustment in the market and how that may affect us. But um, for sure, yeah, the underwriters' capacities and ability to service the bank's needs, that's always going to be a challenge for us in terms of are they going to be there going forward because we, we don't know what's around the corner. But certainly, um, you know, their, their support has been there for, for, new, for a good number of years. Yeah. I mean, you talk about regulation, but I mean, is there one thing, if you had a magic wand to say to the regulators, please change this? Um, I think it's a difficult one, um, and whether it's a magic wand or not, I think it just comes through kind of open and transparent, candid conversation. Um, I do believe the regulator, certainly locally here in the UK, has become a lot more informed of what we do off the back of the PRA paper. The way the market mobilised itself in terms of uh, coming together, putting various position papers in place to present to the, to the PRA, uh, was a good example of how actually we are a market. I think one thing that people probably are quite conscious of that this is a, a silent product and therefore had been a little bit beneath the radar. Uh, but what it has done is actually brought things to the fore and out into the open, uh, which is which is a good thing. Um, so whilst obviously it's not my job to tell a regulator what to do, obviously we abide by what we were instructed to do so. I think. Um, open and coherent conversation is will obviously drive better practices but also better understanding. Now, how much standardisation do you think will happen in policy wor wordings and how are you coping between the uh, with the dis distinctions between guarantees and, and insurance? Yeah, um, standardisation will happen and actually it has happened. Um, I've been a market practitioner for, for over 10 years now in terms of buying the products and actually where wordings are today versus 10 plus years ago, they were greatly more standardised than what they were. Um, a lot more consistency from um, one insurer to the next. Obviously, most banks do work off temp their own templates. 
Um, but I think that consistency and standardisation has been brought about by repeat, seasoned, responsible buyers. So that, there probably is, obviously I wouldn't have visibility on a another bank's wording, but I, could, I imagine a good chunk of that is not too dissimilar to our own. Obviously there, there are certain points which you could argue may, may not or shouldn't be standardised because you know, this, this is a bespoke product at the end of the day. It is not a syndicated product like a, like a, like a loan agreement would be. So there are certain aspects around insurance product that I don't think would ever be standardised, but I think standardising those kind of uh, boilerplate parts of the policy is a good thing. And standardisation generally will lead to efficiencies. Uh, I think one of, our, one of my criticisms, and I think a lot of people will recognise this as well, is that the market is at times not the most efficient market, it's very administratively driven. Um, so if standardisation can help us work better and more efficiently, um, that's a good thing. That said, you know, we have to respect the fact that an insurance policy is a product which is sold by an insurer. There will be certain intellectual property in there. And of course, certain buyers who perhaps have been in the market for a longer time, have a, a longer track record, may be afforded terms which would may be regarded as being, um, let's say, more favourable for that bank because they are, you know, they, they are a reliable customer. Um, so, so I think there's always that trade-off between you know, standardisation is a good thing, but um, whether everybody will, will get benefit of the same wording, as you would see under a loan agreement, for example, um, I think that's something which you know, people will have to, to look into. But I'm, I'm all for standardisation uh, for the right reasons. <laughs> I mean, you talk about a little bit about securitisation there. As a, as a, what are the barriers to the increasing use of, uh, of credit insurance structures in securitisation in the future? Um, I think it's, it's a strange one because I, I see securitisation obviously something that is arranged and it's, it's a product to be distributed in terms of you know, whether it creates funding for, for the bank, um, obviously it helps get things off balance sheet to an extent, but where, where something is, is wrapped or insurance is provided by a, an insurer, if that's being distributed, then who who's actually the beneficiary? Typically, when we are buying insurance, we are the bank. You know, we we are the insured. We 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 are the one the insurer has to face in the event of a difficult situation or other. Um, using insurance to then distribute to other parties um, is a slightly different dynamic. Um, but it's I, you know I'm aware it's something which is growing. And I think as long as the, the basis for doing so is correct and proper, then I think that will grow. Uh, but I think the barriers are there is that for most insurers in this asset class, they perhaps prefer work, working on single risks. Um, when it comes to securitisation, you're looking at bigger numbers, bigger notionals, obviously much uh, bigger balance sheet impact for the bank in terms of, of benefit. But um, again, the barriers are, I don't think it will be um, a replacement for what we do. I think the single risk facultative placements will, be, will remain the bread and butter for us. And, and as you said, it, this market evolved out of the 2008-9, uh, or at least boosted in, uh, out of the securitisation crisis. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is, it a, is it necessarily a path that you want to go back to? I guess? Um, well, yeah, I guess I was just at the, at the start of my life in terms of CRI in 2008 so um, I don't know we'll, we'll, we'll see but I think it's yes yeah, I think we talk about credit insurance in securitization or other I think 
anything where there's innovation and whether it's new product development or something else which should benefit the bank, then you know, banks will, will sit up and listen. We're always looking for solutions uh, that help us do, do our jobs better and service our customers better. Mm. We talked a little bit about standardisation. Um, I guess that's a precursor for technology and digitisation in, in credit insurance. Is, is, what's the role of, of, of technology and digitisation? Is it, is it a case of uh, overhype at this, at this stage? Um, I wouldn't say overhype. I think it's certainly something which is, is necessary and, and certainly something not to be ignored. Um, I think where, again, when we have technology and digitisation, that's going to create some degree of efficiencies. Um, the flip side of that, it tends to lend itself to then removing the, the personal human aspect of what we do. Um, the, uh, one of the things which people enjoy, I think, about our business is that it's, it is very face-to-face. -face. You know, we talk through risks over a table, just as we're doing today. Um, so as long as it's not to the detriment of the conversation, I think that's key. Um, technological, technological advances are great. Uh, we're already seeing some f digital platforms in the market. Um, and I think that's something that will grow. That will actually may allow insurers to, to gain a competitive advantage. So I think insurers will be looking, looking at their competitors. If they're seeing digital platforms which are becoming successful, um, then no doubt they will follow. Um, we're already seeing within Lloyds, for example, they, they have the PPL rollout where they're encouraging electronic execution of documentation, which again, you know, that's, that's a bit in advance. So the market is developing. I think it, it's changing a little bit of the, the human psyche, the mindset behind that. Um, you know, we, we all like, to, we all like our, the traditional aspects of our business, but we, we cannot be the barriers to the change of the business. You know, it is a market after all, and markets, certain market, parts of that market will lead by innovating, and I think technology and digitisation will be part of that mm. process. Do you think there's going to be consensus between you and the other banks on your visions for the market when we meet at the TXFPRI event uh, on, on the December the 4th? And, and, and where, if anywhere, do you expect any differences to emerge? Um, I think there generally is consensus. Don't get me wrong. I think, I think some, some banks will have bigger needs than others in terms of wordings, whether that's waiting periods um, or other. But that's, you know, that... that that's just the nature of who we are, whether that's governed by you know, our individual institutions or us personally. Um, but I think in where we're going as a market, um, I think in terms of, and we touched on it earlier, in terms of the regulatory aspects, having that discussion is a good one to ensure that we, we all understand where, where we sit. Uh, we're all going to fall under the same regulatory regime, either locally in London or, or back in our, where our various parents are based um, but you know it's vision to the market of course we all want there to be more capacity we all want insurers to help us on those deals which sometimes are a bit more difficult to do um, I think you know the market is established the people don't coming out of it it's very long-term relationship driven um, and I think where where we are now I think there is a common understanding across the banks of where the market has been, where it sits today, and where we need it to go, and that really that conversation is not just from you know the banks, but also it's speaking with the partners in, i.e., you know, the insurers, the brokers, and also 
the various you know, legal counsel who also support the market and what we do because you know we, we do work within a, a, a regulatory legal environment we have to ensure what whatever we're doing and how we ever how we approach or how we interpret is obviously uh, is governed in the, in the correct manner mm. just on a, a last point are you optimistic about the future for the market then um, yeah no I, I am I am I am optimistic I think there will continue to be products innovation um, I think the fact there are probably more banks buying the products um, from a selfish angle you could say well that's that's a bad thing because more people are looking for capacity, but actually it's a good thing because it's, it's creating a very robust um, market. You know, it's, it's, it's strength in numbers. So we're in a much stronger position today than we were five years ago, certainly a lot stronger than we were 10 years ago. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very positive for the future. Um, you know, institutionally, you know, the product is something which is integral to how we distribute. Our risk, and I think that that statement is probably no different to, to the other bank buyers as well. So, um, so yeah, I think the, the market here is to stay. Obviously, things are around the corner which perhaps we're not aware of now. We'll have to adapt to when they do arise. And but that that's how we've always been, and that's you know that's okay, that's half the excitement of, of what we do Matthew, and why we enjoy it. Fantastic! Thank you so much thank for you your much, for your time, and uh, look forward to seeing you on stage in, in, in on December the fourth. Thanks. Thank you.